Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. Did you know that when you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, that you actually make it easier for other people to find the Family Bible Journey? So please, follow and subscribe. And thank you for listening. This is episode 38, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapters 46 and 47. The title of today's podcast is Blessed Be Pharaoh. Our key verses are verses 5 to 7, where Pharaoh says to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them settle in the land of Goshen, and if you know any able men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. This is our reading. Our chapters begin with Jacob responding to the news of Joseph being alive in Egypt by worshiping. It begins in verse 1 of chapter 46. Jacob came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. And this is a good practice for us to follow as God's people. The reality that since the beginning of time, God's people have been gathering in worship uh, corporately to thank and to praise God for his blessings, but also to receive the blessings and the promises of his word and the forgiveness that he offers back then in those bloody Old Testament sacrifices, but now as a gift to us. Uh, through the sacrifice of his son. And I'll acknowledge this is a difficult time for many Christians to find their place in a regular house of worship. We live in a very difficult time. Our society is fracturing. The church itself is fractured and frayed in many ways. And what we're seeing is people dividing themselves into smaller and smaller and smaller groups and camps. I used to think on a national stage or maybe as an entire denomination getting along, but right now we are seeing many schisms happening within the church and many churches leaving for a variety of reasons, many Christians leaving the church for a variety of reasons. And I would say in the time that we are living in, that not only are people leaving the church, but in many cases, the church is actually leaving the people as they depart from traditional biblical standards of morality and understanding of the role of God's words and life of Christians. And so it's a difficult time. And there are many people who are finding themselves on the out with the church and looking for a place, or maybe not even looking anymore. They've given up hope of finding a place where their faith is going to be nurtured in Christian worship. And if you find yourself in that place, I want to encourage you, as we continue to listen along and journal along through the Bible, to learn from the saints that the importance for us as God's people to make that a true priority and to seek out, as difficult as it may be, the place for worship. And Jacob here is a wonderful example of that. And as a follow-up, to this worship service, we see that God affirms his promises to Jacob. Beginning in verse 2, it says that God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here am I. Then he said, Don't be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, and I will bring you up again, and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. And so God is affirming this old man, this old man who had wrestled with him his whole life, God is gentle with him in this moment. God loves his stubborn, spoiled, and deceitful little Jacob. And he has carried him through this life faithfully, and he is going to continue to demonstrate his grace to him in this wonderful family reunion that is going to happen here in this chapter. And so this is very affirming for us. This is good news for us because we, like Jacob, God loves and redeems and still cares for us. And so we can take great comfort in this story. As these chapters continue, we see the the wonderful reunion 
of Jacob and Joseph in the last half of chapter 46, and that Joseph can't even wait for his father to come to him. He actually mounts his chariot when he hears that they're on the way and goes to meet his father. We see that these two men fall on each other, that they weep on each other for, we're told, a good while. And Israel says to Joseph, now I can die since I have seen your face and know that you are still alive. The hope of a resurrection like this had been extinguished in the heart of Jacob, and yet God was good and God allowed him to experience this earthly reunion with his son, his beloved son who he had lost. And I think that in this episode, we see just a tiny little foreshadowing of the wonderful reunion that awaits all of us who are going to, at some point, be translated by God into the next life. Because when we are in God's presence, all the saints who have gone before us and those who are going to come after us, we are going to be reunited with them. And there are many people whose earthly lives are shattered and darkened by grief and by mourning because of the tragic or untimely or difficult circumstances of a loved one being taken for them. Some suffer just because of a love, a lifelong love. It could be 70 years of love that they experienced with with this wonderful blessing of a person that God had given to them being taken from them. And we get to look forward to a day when we're going to experience a reunion that is even more glorious than this one between Jacob and Joseph. And then in chapter 47, we see that Joseph is preparing his brothers and preparing Pharaoh to set his family up for success. Earlier in Jacob's life, we referred to Jacob as a deceiver, as a schemer. He was the one who was wrestling with his brother in the womb. He was the one who stole his brother's birthright. He is the one who stole his brother's blessing through cunning and deceitfulness. He is the one who took over the course of 14 to 15 years his father-in-law's livestock. Yes, Laban was blessed through Joseph's service, but Joseph always seemed to come out on top. Joseph always seemed to get the better end of the deal. Although we would fault Jacob for the way that he went about doing these things, what we see here in Joseph is a continuation of the family trait. The difference is Joseph goes about doing things the right way. He's not being deceitful. He's not being underhanded. He's not stealing. What he's doing is he is planning to prosper his family. He is setting them up for success. He is just as cunning, just as wise, just as loving of his family as his father is, but he's going to go about doing things the right way. And here we see a wonderful example of how a good and a faithful and a righteous person in places such as business or finance or politics can be a wonderful blessing to the people that they serve. Because Joseph is going to tell his brothers, hey, listen, when you talk to Pharaoh, tell him your shepherds. He talks to Pharaoh about how great his brothers are at shepherding. And so when it comes time for this face-to-face meeting between Joseph and his brothers, even though the Egyptians detest shepherds, we're told that shepherds are an abomination to the Egyptians. Pharaoh gives them the respect and the honor and the love that he has for Joseph. And he puts them in the very best part of the land. Not only does he put them in the very best part of the land, he trusts them with his own flocks. And so Joseph is setting everyone up in his life for success. He's setting his brothers up for success, the same ones that sold him into slavery. He's going to care for his elderly and aged father, who is certainly very weak and frail at this point in time. But he's also taking good care of Pharaoh, his good friend, his boss, and his employer, because his brothers are actually good at what they do. 
They may be not always the nicest men in the world, and they may be ruthless and cunning sometimes, but they are good shepherds. In this story, I see a wonderful principle laid out for us that when we go about doing things the right way for the right reasons, everybody can win. There are too many people in the world who are trying to get ahead by putting everyone else down into their place. There are some some pretty difficult statistics. If you look at the economy in America, just look up what percentage of the stock market, the top 1% of wealthiest Americans own, and you're probably going to be shocked and maybe even appalled because our society, as is, is wonderful as it is about making money, is also really, really good at putting those at the top first and making sure that they get everything they want and more while many people towards the bottom are suffering and struggling just to make a living. And that's just the reality of life because most people live with a zero-sum game mentality, which is in order for me to win, you must lose. But this story is an example of the opposite. That same cunning, that same wisdom, that same intelligence that lived in this family that we see in the earlier years of Jacob's life as deceit and scheming and stealing to get ahead, we now see it playing out in Joseph, who is honest, who is true, who is faithful, and is going to find ways to bless everyone by putting them in the right place and setting them up for success so that everyone involved ends up winning and profiting, which is exactly what happens in chapter 47. And so we have Israel now settled in the land of Egypt and God using Pharaoh now to bless his people Israel because they have been set up now in the right place at the right time to see wonderful success and prosperity. And he's actually using Pharaoh here to bless his people in ways that would have otherwise not been possible. And so we leave this chapter with Joseph and Jacob reunited, Joseph's family set up for success, Pharaoh being a tremendous blessing to the people of Israel with a lot of life lessons that we can learn and ways that we can seek to follow and notes that we can leave for those who are going to follow us. Little notes of encouragement that we can give them as we are journaling through our Bibles together, pointing them to God's faithfulness and also encouraging them to walk in the ways that Joseph walked. We close with our blessing. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way is through the contact form on our website at familybiblejourney.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Our blessing for today. May you always serve faithfully, like Joseph, while being kind and generous to be a blessing to others as God in Christ Jesus is a blessing to you. Amen.